0: at mikecrock.com forward slash book that's mike c-r-o-c.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy and subscribe to the what are you made of podcast on itunes spotify or your favorite podcast platform if you like watching these it's available on youtube at my channel mike c-rock Scirocco. now enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of? with your boy, the unstoppable Mike Rock. I'm in the house today with Mark Savant. He is a friend of mine I met through Clubhouse and through some other connections. Great dude, so I had to bring him on to find out what he's made of. He's passionate about side hustling. As a father, husband, insurance agency manager, and community leader, Mark overcomes challenges every day. When other people watch Netflix, Mark is focused on achieving long-term success. The reality is every entrepreneur overcomes challenges daily at Mark Savant Media. He really tries to empower others to take control of their destiny through the power of starting a side hustle. Mark, welcome to the What Are You Made Of podcast.
1: Yo, C-Rock, what's good, brother? Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you. And uh, we always start the show with the same question, not to
1: be boring, but hey, what are you made of? Man, I am made of just this concept of being better Than yesterday. And you know, Mike, it's funny. Like, I feel like I'm a completely different human being than I was 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, right? I think so many people are just so focused on where I've been rather than where we're going. And I think one of the cool things that we talked about just before we got in here is we're just saying, like, I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, I just kind of just stumble forward. And what happens when you have that mentality? Is you just keep learning and getting better every day. I can't tell you how many mistakes I've made over the last several years, but it's just so cool when you focus on that. What am I made of? How am I going to overcome these challenges? How am I going to overcome the down days? Because let's face it, when you're an after hours entrepreneur, when you're a side hustler, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. And if you don't have that inside you, if you don't have that grit, that perseverance, that vision, you're not going to be made of much because you're going to quit. So what are you made of? I would say that Hey Mark, uh, answer the damn question. What are you made of? This is a tough damn question, dude. You you laying it on laying it on me. What am I made of, man? I'm made of
0: fact. Take us back, dude. Like, you know, like what ingredients went into making you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel pretty blessed. You know, growing up, I had this per, you know, I got good grades in school. I wasn't like the most popular kid, but I had a ton of friends. You know, we had a nice posse clan, whatever you want to call it. And you know what I think what happens Mike is I grew up with this idea that I'm going to graduate, going to go to college, going to get that perfect job at 9 to 5, I'm going to work it for the next 30 to 40 years and then I'm you know I'm going to get married, I'm going to get the white picket fence. But it's kind of funny that life doesn't really manifest itself that way. When I went to college, I was a train wreck, dude, cuz I just wasn't prepared to be out on my own, to have that responsibility, right? And quite frankly, I flunked out of college. It, and it was kind of weird for me too, because I'd always been acing all my classes and went to college It flunked out and I kind of floundered. I floundered for a while and I got to give my wife a ton of credit, ton of credit, because meeting my wife just completely turned my life around. And I stopped messing around with all the BS and I started focusing on how can I provide for her? How can I provide for myself? How can I be better than yesterday? And now, and let me tell you something, that is really freaking tough to do. To let yourself go, to let down the guard for your significant other and to let them influence you. Cause we don't agree on everything. Please believe it. But the fact that she was able to kind of uplift me and keep, cause I have a lot of weaknesses, she's able to help me kind of offset those. And it's, I think it's really difficult to let someone into your life and have that kind of influence. But through having that support system in place, through having kids, having kids completely transformed the way I viewed the world, completely transformed my vision. Because again, before that, I was just kind of rolling with the punches. When when I had my first daughter, I was just it it completely transformed my long term goals. So right now, what I'm made of is just overcoming the adversity, and that real that really that big time focus on overcoming the challenges that I'm dealing with now, and the challenges that I know are coming around the corner. Yeah, I love it, man. So you were referring to something that I mentioned because we talked about
0: the book, and I said, man, I'm just going. I don't even. I don't even know half the time what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing as far as my purpose, my mission, but I don't know how I'm going to get there all the time is what I'm referring to. And that's the part that people get hung up on all the time. They get hung up on, they want to do something, but then they stop or don't do it because they start thinking about how to do it. And while they're doing that, they're not moving. And then the only thing that comes from thinking about how to do something prior to taking action is fear. And you Mm -hmm. add time, and then you add confusion, and then you start to get chaos and emotional, and then you just don't do it. So- I'm a guy that decides something that's based on my mission, which is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. That's a general mission and everything branches off of that from there. What is your mission in life? If you were well, to bottle it down into like one sentence
1: or two. Before I give you my vision, I just want to say that you got to go before you're ready. You got to go before you're ready because if you just focus on, okay, well, when everything, when all the stars align and everything's perfect and I have that perfect job and the perfect girl, the per- it ain't never going to come. You know what I'm saying? You got to start stumbling forward and breaking down doors. But to answer your question, what's my vision? My vision is again, this concept, I want to be better than yesterday every day, and I want to provide as much value as I can to other people so that they can be better than they were yesterday. I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing likes. I'm just chasing, how can I help others? How can I provide value to others? My philosophy is you provide value to others, you're going to get massive value back.
0: Yeah, I'm doing that too, but I am chasing money. I'll be honest.
1: (laughs) Well, look, look, I, I, you got, you got to, I, right? I because-
0: money. I want paper.
1: Yeah. You got to have it. I got 16 members now. I got to feed mouths. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I got a yeah. house. I got a mortgage. I got- two I know kids, what you got, meant though.
0: I know what you meant. Yeah. I know what you meant, but it's not just the money. It's not just focus on the money, right? You are right. focus on doing the other things, which kind of result in the money coming in. And yeah, we got, we got mouths to feed, man. We got we to keep it going. So you're, you were started in the mortgage, not in the mortgage, insurance business, right? And then, what made you decide to start like a side hustle? Like, why wasn't that good enough for you? Like, I listen, I'm not judging you because I do the same shit. I have a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, But just for you, like, when you're in insurance, why did you decide to go into something else as well and
1: explore other things? Well, I think there's a few different things that happened to me, Mike. Great question, too. A, having a kid again kind of transformed the way I looked at life and where I was going. A, B, I recognized that I wasn't super thrilled. With where my life was headed in the industry I was in. B, and then C, I recognized that technology is completely transforming the way that we live and we communicate, right? What worked yesterday or 10 years ago, it ain't gonna work in five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. That's why you see companies like Blockbuster dead, you know? So I recognized I need to evolve myself. I need to learn. So I looked at a bunch of different things, Mike. I looked at opening up my own insurance agency. I looked at getting into book writing, to illustrating, graphic design, a bunch of different things. I looked in, to, again, all these different types of side projects. But for me, there, was, there were a couple moments. There was one moment in particular. I went to this success resources event with Tony Robbins was there. And, and I specifically went because Gary Vaynerchuk was going to be there. I, I love Gary and what he does. And before he left the stage, he made one comment that just kind of it set off this light bulb. He said to the, to the stadium, not just to me, it was to the entire audience, right? He says, make more content, Dick. And I was like, that's it. That's it. You know, people aren't looking at resumes anymore. They're looking at your Facebook profile. They're looking at what are you doing on LinkedIn, you know? And so I said, I need to learn. I need to figure out how I can make as much content as little time as possible. How can I make more content with as little time as possible? And it just set me off on this journey that I've just been trying to master and test. Yeah, I see that in the background there. Yeah, man. Has that been written up there for a while? I switch it up sometimes. I switch yeah. it up sometimes, but I just love this statement, make more content. So I just kind of- You forgot it to put Dick in the on there. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Not maybe, every show is PG-13. You know what I'm yeah, saying?
0: but maybe maybe if you write that, it'll give you a little bit more, you know, because he said that on purpose. Like he didn't just say make more content. He wanted to put that punch in there. So you might yeah. want to just put yeah. D underneath there just to remind you. So, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go Richard, make more content, Richard. <laughs> make more content, Richard.
0: <laughs> Oh, I love it, dude. So, yeah. So then what did you get into though? Like podcasting first? Or what was the first thing like that you really took hold of?
1: Yeah. So I first started just creating profiles on social media. They were not good. They sucked. And it actually started my first show. It was called The Awesome Dad Show. It's all about fatherhood. Um, and I really loved podcasting. I was listening to podcasts a lot. I was extracting a ton of value from shows like yours. I love the Michael Stelsner show, Social Media Examiner. There's a bunch of great shows out there. I was getting so much value from these shows. I'm like, if I'm learning a lot here, if I'm getting a lot of value, maybe I can provide it back. And so I started this show called The Awesome Dad Show. I started a Facebook group, Facebook page called The Awesome Dad Group, which is still in syndication. It's still there. And I got to interview a ton of awesome people, Super Bowl champions, presidential candidates, celebrities, all these cool people, right? And we were talking about fatherhood. But what I found, Mike, is that at the end of 52 months, because when I start, or 52 weeks, when I started out, I said, I'm going to go for 52 weeks, I'm going to see where I'm at, right? I don't care if I get zero listeners, I'm going to go for a year. And at the end of a year, I recognized that people were not paying me for fatherhood advice or parenting advice. They were paying me on how to teach them how to do it, how to teach them how to create a show, how to create a digital brand, how to start and grow a Facebook group, and all this. People are paying me how to teach, people are paying me to teach them how to grow their social media presence, their digital brand. Yeah. I said, well, if people are paying me for this, go." I got mouths to feed, I, time is money, let's pivot, let's pivot. And that's how the After Hours Entrepreneur was born. That's how Mark Savant Media, my digital media agency, was born. And it's full steam ahead ever since, bro.
0: And what is this? Tell us about the digital media agency. What services do you provide in that, in, so, in Mark Savant Media?
1: Yeah. So I, I do different things, but really, I think the meat and potatoes, if you would, is- Teaching people how to record themselves well, or at least adequately first. So you know how to look good on video. You know how to set up a zoom call like this. You know how to kind of structure a decent show. And so we kind of teach them that we overhaul the brand online with, you know, colors, hex codes, clarifying messages, making sure that we're making it all kind of cohesive, putting in the whole infrastructure. And then essentially the client just sends us their podcast interviews and we chop them up, we distribute them. It could be just a podcast, we can put them on YouTube. I had a lot of success on YouTube. I'm over 600,000 views on YouTube right now. And we, you know, we we pump out their content everywhere. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. We just pump out that content. So what's great for the client is they're building their brand. All they have to do is show up once a week with a for a great Conversation with the collaboration, like with Mike's freaking Sea Rock, author of Rocket Fuel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they show up for the interview. We do everything else, so that you can have an explosive personal brand while still focusing on the things that you really love and enjoy.
0: Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I remember when I first started, and Gary, I, I was watching Gary, and he's talking about repurposing, and, and for some reason, I didn't understand like how they got all this content, and I'm like, oh shit, you you just got to repurpose. You got to break something down 15 different ways. I think I could do that, but I still had that first feeling to me. And for those of you listening that thinking about getting into doing something like this and you think to yourself, oh man, that's like overwhelming. I don't even know how to do it. You just got to start. Like you said, you just start start filming videos, start a Zoom and just start talking to yourself in Zoom on a a monologue style podcast and just have three bullet points. And even if it's 10 or 15 minutes long, just do it. And then just keep doing it and keep doing it. Because if you look back at my stuff, I'm glad nobody was really watching when I first started because it. Well, I mean, it might've been, I don't know. I, I just know I'm better now. And oh, sure. um, you know what I mean? But uh, people get upset when they don't have the views at first. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> One, you're not as good as you think you are. And you're, you just got to keep taking action and getting better, it's just starting to matter. But it's good that they don't, because you don't want people seeing when you're not doing
1: that well right? That right away. Right? Yeah. Well, and it's good so- that you have that. I think it's inherently, we all have this taste. We have a taste, like we know what's good we just don't we're not quite there in the executing and there's dude there's two ways you can get there right you can just go forward and do it the hard way and learn it yourself like i did right and just grind and grind and grind and persevere or you can hire someone or a firm to either coach you through it or just to manage the entire process itself so you're either trading time or money you just got to figure out what's more valuable to you at this time
0: yep and what challenges are you facing right now like you said Says here what I read earlier that you know entrepreneurs face challenges every day, right? Daily. Yeah. Like what are the things that, that you're dealing with currently right now that, that you you know, you're just like, man, I might have faced it before, I might not have, it might be new. Like what, what kind of things that you're dealing with? Cause look, by the way, this show's what are you made of? It's all about being transparent and vulnerable and, and sharing. By the way, I have the answer to everything.
1: So dig it, dig it. Yeah. I mean, I think the I mean, and, and like I said, we're facing challenges all the time. You never know what the challenge of the day is going to be, right? Just, it's like you wake up and there's dynamite in your email inbox. Right. But right now I'd say the biggest challenge for me is scaling up my team, training my team. I've got 16 members. Now I'm looking to probably bring on a couple more as we kind of grow out. Cause I want to you know, give the best quality product to people, the best service to people. But I would say that's the biggest challenge. Cause I know yeah. I have that taste, but now I got to train. I'm bringing in new people. We're training them. We're trial and error. So I'd say that's my biggest challenge now is getting, is training and and learning to be a better leader. Leadership is probably the most important function of a a CEO, entrepreneur, business owner. And so that's kind of my focus. How can I be a better leader and how can I get people trained up faster and to give people a better experience? So what is your definition of a leader? I think a leader is, is somebody that inspires other people. And I think a great leader, not only talks the talk, but they walk the walk. There's so, and it just, I don't want to go Rated R on this, but it, it really no, makes can. me, fine, fine. it really pisses me off, right? It really pisses me off when these people are out there. They're just they're saying all these things that they're doing. They've got, you know, whatever they're getting, they've got 20,000 followers on Instagram, but it's all fake. Like it's it's paper thin. It's going to fall in on itself. You know what I'm saying? So I think a great leader inspires people and leads by example.
0: I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com. Forward slash book. That's mikecroc.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I would not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So if you're looking to scale, a couple things that I would look at myself, and we're doing this in the you know in the mortgage industry. We scaled to 40 employees and we're growing even beyond that. Um and we're going hard, but I'm learning too, like every single day. I made it to a certain level. And I'm not like satisfied, I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied and I want to continue to learn. So then I I start going to people like, you know, Brandon Dawson, who's worked, you know, partnered with Grant Cardone and uh, Cardone Ventures. And I start you know, if you're in business, by the way, and you're looking to really scale to the next level, you know, get up with me because I'll introduce you to Brandon and he's helped us so much. I knew a lot of the things that he teaches and instinctively, or maybe I witnessed seeing it from other people and saw that it works, some other business leaders and what have you, and I implemented it and didn't know why exactly I was having the success. So subconsciously Mm. watching other people and then implementing. So then Brandon was great at breaking it down for me. And Mm. he uses a lot of letters and things like that. So I want to go over something real quick with you right now, just on scaling. Brandon always talks about starting with three Ps. So you first start off with uh, promoting your business when you're an individual hustler. I want to get your take on this because I want to see, because you did this, right? The side hustle thing. Start off with your promotion, promote what you're going to do, profit, and then process. So you first got to promote something because if there's no sense in doing something in any of the other things if nobody wants your business. So you got to yeah. promote to see if test the market, right? And then from there, you, you profit and then you figure out the process you just did to profit. And then, then you add people. Most people add people before they have the process or before they do the other things. And then the people come in and they can't scale because they don't have a process to teach people or train people. Hmm. So that's the first thing that he talks about. And then I'll stop with the, this next one, which is the three M's. Well, the first one he calls three P's, but he adds fourth people. So it's promote, profit, process people. And then you go to the three M's, which is model, mimic, and master. And then he has a fourth M, which he calls it the three M's. I don't get that, but maybe you had to add them later. But the fourth M is multiply. So you do the P's first, then the M's, and then that's how you can become successful. And mm-hmm. when you're adding people, he talks about the rule of three, which is to add two other people to you. And then you teach those two people because one of them generally doesn't make it. So if you just hire one and you do the work and then they don't make it, then you're like, shoot, I got to do it again. So always do the rule of three and develop it through the rule of three. So I would like to get
1: your take on that and and, and approach. I mean, it's 100% true. I think this is one of the biggest mistakes I made when I was trying to build out my team because I'd hire one person for my team and then they wouldn't work out. And then I'd hire another one and they wouldn't work out. And I'm wasting months of time you know, because when you hire someone, you're kind of like pot committed because you're trying to train them up. and, And then you start Question yourself, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Right. Generally, trusting your gut's a good thing. But so what I do now when I'm bringing on new people is like to your point. I just hired three social media reps and frankly, they're all pretty good. So I've got lucked out there. But what I've been doing is building out standard operating procedures. So when I bring on new team members, I don't have to go through all the training manually. Right, I've right. got a bunch of, you know, word, how to go, you know, all the different processes, all the different mm-hmm. steps. I'm even recording videos on how to do it. And so now. When someone asks me a question, I say, go check out the video. It's right here in our cloud drive. I mean, this is something that I've also done on YouTube on my Mark Savant Media YouTube channel because C Rock, people kept asking me the same question over and over and over again. You know, how do you build the podcast? How do you get great guests? How do you record such good video? Like all this different stuff. I said, you know what? Instead of having these conversations one-on-one, I'm just gonna forward them to my YouTube channel. It's so yeah. it's so much easier. So th- that's one of the, the most powerful ways I think to scale is starting to leverage these video and audio and written tools so that you can create resources for people.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. So my YouTube channel, I got to do some work on it. We're actually intentionally working on that right now. And uh, we're going to start getting after that. It was just one of the things that was on the kind of a back burner thing, but uh, the organic Instagram organic uh, reach and engagement, man, it's just like people, I want to talk to you about this too, because on Instagram, a lot of people are buying uh, promotions and that's how they grow their following which I got involved with, I'll be, I'm transparent as hell. I got to like 10,000 some followers and I started doing some promotions, which is important because it gives you credibility enough to get to DM people. And when they DM, you DM, they look at that right away. They look at your followers and it's like, oh, this guy's legit. And then you have a chance to to spit your game and find out, like shine at that point. If you can't get to the point where you can get in front of somebody to shine, then so to me, promotions... And growing Instagram accounts is an important thing. I think it's smart if you know how to use it. Most people don't know how to use it, but it comes with, on the other hand, the lack of engagement organically. And you know, the problem with that is that there's people out there that are selling likes, comments, and views on uh, your pages. So if you get the promotion and your following grows, then the organic engagement's really low. Then you get into yep. this trap where you feel like you got to buy from these people that are DMing you about, hey, your engagement's low, this and that. You need to do this. And it's all fake. And you get into this yeah. trap and this rat race, which I'm, I'm not getting involved with. I did yeah. the promotions. I got my verification because of all the press that I did and all the like millions of interviews I've done, and my book. And now I'm just like whatever. So I'd like to get your take on that because I saw success with promotions. I saw success. I've gotten in front of some of the most almost untouchable people because of my followers, which is so stupid. But I use the system.
1: What are your thoughts? What well, matters. It matters, you know, your followers, your likes, your comments, it it all matters. I think you brought up a really good point though, right? Because if you've got a bunch of robots following you that aren't engaging with you, it's going to, it's going to kill your posts and it's an easy trap to fall into. I get hit up at least five times a day with people trying to sell me followers on Instagram, period. I pretty common that I'll bring on a new client who's had other marketing agencies working for them before. I bring on the client and I'm looking at their posts beforehand. We'll get like, I don't know, a thousand likes per, per post. As soon as we bring them on, it goes from a thousand to five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's because you've got a bunch of robots following yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to cleanse that. You got to cleanse that BS, yeah. you know? So- well, and
0: I don't think it's necessarily robots. I think it's, you know, a lot of cases, well, there is the robots thing, but mine was promotions. And when you promote something, they put it out from somebody that's a legit big time celebrity and they yeah. do a contest and they say, follow these people if you want to win this, chance yeah. to win this, right? So those aren't robots; those are real people, but they're just not engaged in your shit. They don't care about your shit. They don't; they're not following you because of the stuff you're putting up. Yeah. And that's the thing that, and then those followers, you'll see those things falling; they'll fall off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there's bots back in the day. I don't even know if they still have bots. Do they for Instagram? Like,
1: there's a lot of fake accounts out there. I'll yeah. say that. You know, if you want to talk tactics, at least a little bit, I got to say that I've been on Instagram for for a couple of years now on multiple accounts, and I love the platform. It's a great platform for me. The best way to utilize Instagram. Right now is to support your clubhouse rooms. I am way, way bullish on clubhouse right now. Listen, if you're going to be Mm -hmm. successful in social media, you have to be trying the new thing, whether that's the YouTube shorts or the TikToks or Instagram reels. Right now, it's clubhouse. There's massive opportunities to, to link up with people. Like we probably wouldn't be chatting right now if it wasn't for clubhouse. Last week, I had Jasmine Starr on my show, Benji Travis coming up shortly, Sean Cannell, Roberto Blake, like the best of the best in the world. I'm connecting with Justin Brown because of Clubhouse. It's an yep. incredibly powerful tool. And Instagram is they're like, they're like best friends. They work yep. together so, so well. Potential for massive engagement between these two platforms. Yeah,
0: yeah. So speaking of Clubhouse, and uh, they just opened it to Android, which is a good yeah. thing. Uh, I haven't seen them pouring in yet. I've seen some, but the room counts have been definitely lower. And that's because things are opening up, I assume. And people, the novelty for iPhone users has worn off a little bit. So I've, I haven't seen some of the same people that I saw back in January, December, mm-hmm. January on Clubhouse, uh, but there's still rooms. I mean, look, I was in a, where was I? I was in some place and I saw like, there was about, I was at the airport, right? Waiting for my plane. And I looked at these gates and I saw how many people there and i kind of counted and I get estimated how many people are in this big room, right? Four or five gates. And then I was like, shit, that's, that's like probably 300 people in here. Yeah. And then you forget and you think 300 is a small Clubhouse room in some cases, right? because they used to be 1,000, 1,200 people. Then I'm like, well, if we were a real person, a real life, and, and I was talking to this many people, that'd be a pretty big deal. You know. So we can't like, get stuck on those 1,000 numbers, man. And if like, you get 50 people
1: in a room, that's pretty powerful. It is. It, but one of the problems with clubhouses can be a massive time sink, right? You get into this room and it's just a massive time. It can be a massive time sink. So again, back to my common theme, how can I create as much content in as little time as possible, So I can get back to what I love. I'm super bullish on recording in Clubhouse. And I won't get into all the terms of service and exactly how you do that. But when you do it right, you can record fantastic content from Clubhouse. So you're getting that real-time, real-time engagement with people. And then you can repurpose it so that it can be leveraged all over different platforms. I'm I'm really leveraging these clubhouse rooms to build up my podcast, my YouTube channel, et cetera. I'll give you a great example. Now I'm anytime I'm interviewing a new guest, I want to try to interview them in Clubhouse while also getting the video like we're doing yeah, here right yeah, now. Yeah. I've
0: done that. Yeah. We actually, I did the first one. I was the first one to be interviewed on Clubhouse in a podcast.
1: Hey, nice. The the, yeah. So yeah.
0: that was with Zach Babcock.
1: Yeah. I was, I was, I'll yeah. be honest. I was about to question him. like, I'm pretty sure it was Zachary Babcock. Yeah. He, yeah he interviewed was, me. Yeah.
0: He interviewed me. So that's um, dope. he's
1: awesome by the way. Yeah,
0: man. He's a good dude. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask, vision for the future for you right now, where are you trying to go next three to five years? Like, What, what do you see
1: yourself? Three to five years would be you know quitting the day job, going all in on this digital media agency, You know, having a team of 50 people, well-engaged, and some of which, some of these team members are not just doing the day-to-day stuff, but they're actually leading. So bringing on leaders to help organize so that I can focus really on the high-level stuff like we're doing now. Engaging, communicating, talking with other people, collaborating, getting on stages. So yeah. yeah, my goal would be to have 50 team members with several really great leaders who are, you know, pushing the the thing forward and helping our clients just grow in profit. All right, I love it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna challenge you to do that faster. So you just said three or five
0: years, like why not do it by the end of the year? Like there's a way to do that somewhere out there. We don't need to know how, but if just commit to it in 12 months from now, you'd be like shocked, like, holy shit. C said that uh three to five years. And uh, I did it in a year. So hey, man. be ridiculous, man. I'm telling you, be ridiculous. This is something Grant Cardone taught me is you have that thing out there like that, then cut it in half or bring it forward to you. And it's going to pull you faster than you could ever imagine. That's part of what Rocket mm. Fuel is all about. Moving fast. Thrust is a must. So mm. I'm going to challenge you right now and I'm going to follow up with you because I want to see you do it faster. Because if you're trying to do that and then quit the day job, dude, why live like any extra time in your day job that you don't need to? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Let's I'm go, with you. brother. Let's let's make it happen. You let me know what I need to do to help you with that because I want to see that, man. So, hey, uh, how can my audience get in touch with you and you have anything like as far as your services, whatever, man, go ahead and pitch away.
1: Yeah. You can find me all over the web at Mark Savant Media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that. At Mark Savant Media, you can hit me up and you can listen to my podcast, The After Hours Entrepreneur. I'm bringing on the best, the best. Another show that I'm really excited about on The After Hours Entrepreneurs. again, going back to Clubhouse. I go in these Clubhouse rooms, I'm getting tons of great information, but I don't have necessarily time to sit in there for two to three hours. Not everyone does. So what I do is once a week, I condense the best things I've heard on Clubhouse into 15 minutes. That's it. So in 15 minutes, you're getting probably 10 to 15 like actionable tips to move your digital brand forward. So I'm really excited about that show on the After Hours Entrepreneur. Yeah. I love
0: that, dude. Love that stuff. And by the way, guys, when you're watching this and I do this to some of our guests and I pull them forward and I love seeing their face sometimes and what they're thinking in their head, like this son of a bitch, like really, he's <laughs> going to say move faster. Like how the hell am I all this stuff starts working in their head. I know this happened, Mark, so I don't, you don't have to deny it. And then what happens is we'll hang this up and then this will be running through your head at some point today. Like, how could I do this faster? Is it really possible? Like I want to sp- start that dialogue in your brain. That's what it, and I've done it so many times. And people get back to me, and they're like, "Dude, I can't believe what I just accomplished in the, in the last six months, dude." And so I'm serious about that, man. Make that
1: happen. One year. Hey, we're we're working every day, every night, and you know, by connecting with people like you, it's helpful, right? Because yeah. you learn again. You can either trade all of your time learning everything, or you can trade money and learn from other people that are doing it better than you. Well, so you and, know, and not yeah. only
0: that, dude. It's not. Sometimes we think, okay, well, I'm working as many hours as I can. I can't work it it's not sometimes even about working harder yeah, and smart. No, I'm and right. not just smarter. It's about really thinking and believing that you can do it before you see it happen, before you know how to do it. And then what happens, Like you just start obsessing with it and all this magic starts happening, man. It's, we, we underestimate the power of our minds so much, man. It's just mm-hmm. amazing to me. And I'm starting to really see some big things happening on my side of things that I'm like, holy cow, I got to get this. Just like the rocket fuel law, the rocket fuel law, which we're going to about you know, end with here is to turn all setbacks, letdowns, negativity into rocket fuel for your future by storing it in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, where most people keep it, and then you become unstoppable. That thing had to get out to people. That's why I wrote the book. Now I'm starting to think about how this thing I'm seeing with my mind can really manifest like massive things. And we all think too small. We all underestimate the power of our mind. So let's end
1: on this, Mark. What does that rocket fuel law mean to you? To be rocket fuel is, like you said, it's turning the negative into positive because every day is something. Life is suffering. You know, life is, is hard. It's, and even if things are going great for you now, it's not always going to be that way. Just, that's just the way that life is. So I think the more positive you can create from negative, the faster you're going to go, the better you're going to be. And quite frankly, the more happy you're going to be. So that, that's really what I try to focus on is taking the negative, not get too down, not get too high but just stay steady and persevere. So that's Love my it. Rocket Fuel. Love it, man. We have a
0: saying here, thrust is a must, baby. Thrust is a must. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I appreciate you, brother. And you guys have been listening to the What Are You Made Of podcast with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. Keep coming back, keep subscribing to tell your friends, family. If you like to watch these, go to my YouTube channel, Mike c Rock Rocco, and get that Rocket Fuel book so that you can become unstoppable too at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikeock.com, themikeserock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at MikeSerockShiraco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike c-r-o-c.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me